Hi, everybody. My name is Hafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. Five interesting machine translation uses. Today, I'll be doing something a bit different and reading someone else's content because there's no need to reinvent the wheel and talk about a subject when someone else has already written an information-packed article about it. The topic I wanted to bring up for discussion is machine translation. We've covered cat tools a lot in Season 2, but I must say I do have kind of a blind spot when it comes to machine translations because I don't really use them very often. Unless a client has it set up within a CAD tool they use and resort to a hybrid translation that combines matches from their translation memory, a specialized glossary, and a machine translation to get a preliminary auto-translation done for me to review. Yet, these projects are kind of rare over here. So, I read an article on the topic, which was written by Nicholas Rubright with Transifex. I asked for his permission to record it for Translation Confessional, and I adapted it a little bit to fit the audiovisual format. I'll leave a link in this episode's description so you can access his original blog entry. Nicholas' article is great to help contextualize the different kinds of uses we can have for machine translations. I understand why translators are so resistant when it comes to using this kind of technology, mostly because the general public believes that machines can soon replace translators and interpreters for good. Well, we all know that's not the case. But I do believe we should use all tools available to us as language professionals so we can do our job well. So, let's go through some of the actual relevant uses of machine translation besides the unlikely scenario of putting us, language professionals, out of a job. In recent years, computers have become advanced to the point where they are increasingly useful when helping us with languages and how we use them. For example, a grammar checker like Grammarly can help spot errors in our writing, while other kinds of language software can help us traverse language barriers. Machine translation software enables computers to take one language and translate it directly into another language of your choice. One example is Google Translate, which is free to use for anybody with an internet connection. Google Translate is often used by people who want to translate discussions or other text that they find on the internet. It's true that machine translation software so far is not particularly reliable. The algorithms are yet to become advanced enough to understand context and emotions in language. However, they can still give us a general idea of what is being said, albeit with a chance of some unfortunate and embarrassing errors. Despite all that, Machine translation software is not going anywhere, and the odds are they'll just keep improving. This technology has already found some valuable and interesting uses in day-to-day life. Let's review five of them today. 
Number one, traveler assistance. Traveling to a different country can be very exciting with many new things to see and people to meet. It can also be an excellent opportunity to go shopping for items you can find back home. However, in addition to all the excitement, there can also be some apprehension, especially due to the language barrier. It can be challenging to tell people what you are looking for when shopping in a market. Even getting there in the first place can be a difficult task. A combination of hand signals can help to a degree, but interaction will often end in disappointment and frustration. This is where machine translation software can come in. Nowadays, there are translation products available on the market that can translate a spoken foreign language as the user is fed a translation into an earpiece. A small speaker can also help the same person communicate with other people by translating their own words into the local language. Even just having a smartphone or a touchscreen device with internet connection will help a great deal when you're traveling. Using Google Translate or something similar, a tourist can type in what they want to say and be presented with a translation almost immediately. Of course, results are not intended for professional use, but it would be impractical for every tourist to hire their own interpreter when they want to travel to different places and experience different cultures. So machine translation helps people in this particular case. Number two, translating sign language. Millions of people worldwide rely on sign language to communicate, and each language has its own sign language. There's the American Sign Language, ASL, Libras, the Brazilian Sign Language, and LIS, the Italian Sign Language, just to name a few. However, most people don't get an opportunity to learn sign language which should not be an obstacle to being able to communicate with members of the deaf community. Thankfully, we are seeing more awareness around sign language interpreters being shown on screen during events and official announcements, even during music performances. Additionally, translation technology is developing to better translate syntax and context between sign language and other spoken languages. Such a development would help make millions of people able to communicate freely. New job opportunities could open up for them, not to mention the ability to interact with a wider range of people. Other languages like Braille present a different challenge because instead of having the text on a written display, a Braille translator will instead need the Braille script to be created physically so it can be read. Perhaps one option is to have a dynamic display that will be able to provide a translation in real time. What is the most fundamental tool translators have? Yes, our language. And we must be the grammar and spelling police, not only when we're working on a project, but also when we're communicating with clients or interacting with peers online. We must use our language as well at all times. With that in mind, one tool I've been using for a while now, and I do use it constantly, is Grammarly. I've activated it on my email so I don't make any mistakes when sending a message to a client. 
I also have it available to me in Google Drive, so I can use it when reviewing my students' translations into English, or when I'm writing my own articles and brainstorming podcast episodes. And because I do translate into English very often, the premium version helps me keep my last draft sharp and ready for delivery. If you'd like to try out the world's best automated proofreader, visit bit.ly slash tc dash grammar. It's easy to remember. TC stands for Translation Confessional, followed by Grammar. Once again, you can visit Grammarly at bit.ly slash tc dash g-r-a-m-m-a-r. Keep your English sharp. Number three, business emails. The internet has helped to make businesses more global than ever before, as companies are able to do business with companies on the other side of the world. Some businesses have language departments dedicated to working with business partners and customers who speak another language in their target markets. Corporate websites are also often made available with multiple languages to help attract a wider customer base, all thanks to translators who specialize in information technology and localization, and the process becomes a lot easier when a translation management system is used in website localization projects, as explained in the previous episode. When it comes to smaller businesses, however, it is unlikely that they will have the resources for such infrastructure, but they may still need to process the occasional email or other correspondence in a foreign language which is where machine translation software can help. Just copying and pasting text from an email into Google Translate is going to give this particular kind of user a rough translation for an email, for example. And while it's not a solution for high-end business transactions and accurate localization campaigns, it should at least be enough for basic communication. After all, before a company department can reach out to a translator or interpreter to get the job done, they would need to know what it is that they just received in a foreign language. Number four, multilingual robots. Did you know that C-3PO from Star Wars could speak more than six million languages? He'd clearly be a good companion here on Earth with its 6,500 languages. While C-3PO is, of course, a science fiction character, that doesn't mean that multilingual robots cannot be a scientific fact. As it happens, some are already being developed. Multilingual robots could be used in a wide variety of ways, such as in hotels or international trade shows. These robots could help to give directions and answer questions, as well as act as a rough translator between different people speaking different languages. For example, hotel guests could find it easier to communicate during their stay by expressing what they need or what they're looking for, so they feel more at home. For hotel hosts, it can mean more business as potential buyers feel more comfortable and have their questions answered in a polite and professional manner, since there are only so many multilingual receptionists that hotels could have on staff, 
and odds are they wouldn't be able to cover all languages spoken by guests they'd welcome into their establishment. Number five, faster translations. As things stand, manual human translation is more accurate than machine translation by far. We all know that. But machine translation can still be useful. Human translation can be very time consuming and is performed by highly skilled translators. That's why we get paid the big bucks, or at least we should, right? Still, machine translation can be used to at least speed up the process a little, or maybe a lot, and aid professional translators as we do our job. A machine can take a large volume of text and translate it almost immediately. After that, a human translator can go through the translated text, fix the errors, and improve the translation. Still, it's possible that this process would take less time than working on a translation from scratch. Now, quick side note here. This process is called post-editing machine translation, also known as PEMT. It's similar to what I mentioned in the introduction right at the beginning of the episode. A client would apply machine translation to a project and ask a translator to review and edit it so the final product is top quality. However, we, language professionals, must be very careful when accepting editing or proofreading projects when clients try to pass machine translation as translations performed by someone else, just so they can ask us to work on the content for a lower price than they would have to pay us for a professional translation from scratch in the first place. For an amusing story about exactly that, check out Season 1, Episode 29, with a friend like this. I'll leave a link in the episode's description. Well, as computers and other technology are continuously developing, it's difficult to say what other applications may be found for machine translation in the future. While it is limited in accuracy and reliability today, these issues are likely to be reduced as increasingly advanced algorithms are developed. For now, the technology is used in a variety of scenarios, even if it's imperfect. Let me know if you've incorporated machine translation into your work process and which platform you've been using to get the job done. I'd love to hear all about how MT integration has been working for the kind of projects you specialize in. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.